Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a part of the amazing FBA family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, co-hosted by myself, Michael Vizi, and Jason Miles, top 1% Shopify store owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving e-commerce business, look for The E-Commerce Leader on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA and the 10K Collective the place to be for six, seven, eight figure Amazon sellers, which is really what we're focusing on today. So we are continuing our chat with Chris Scrimgor of Payoneer. Last time we talked about generally getting off Amazon, we mentioned some international marketplaces. Today we're going to really focus on the kinds of questions you should be considering when you're thinking about where to sell and um, how to you know, go through that sort of process and then figuring out what things the marketplaces are looking for, you know, how to get yourself accepted. And then finally, a little bit about Payoneer's uh, green channel services offered. So I would definitely check them out if you're in any kind of doubt about whether you should be expanding internationally and, and to want to get some advice about particular marketplaces outside of the Amazon options. Definitely great people to talk to. If you want to contact Chris or anyone at Payoneer, you'll just need to go to Payoneer through our link, amazingfba.com forward slash Payoneer. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R. Enjoy the episode. So we're talking quite a bit about sort of geography a bit. I mean, first of all, thank you. Really helpful. Tell me about the geography side. So you mentioned, okay, if you're a UK-based seller and you fulfill in the UK, you wouldn't be best off not going into South America or Latin America because that's obviously a long way away. So yeah. tell me about your sort of geographic considerations. What goes into deciding which geographic locations or countries to, to sell into? Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I sometimes get calls from customers and they... You know, they they said to me, oh, yeah, Chris, I'm looking for the you know the next the next big marketplace in Brazil or Russia or you know Saudi or or, or somewhere kind of like far flung and exotic. And you know, I kind of think to myself, if if right now you're just doing Amazon, you know, US and and UK, like there needs to be steps that you should take before trying to sell your products into Russia or or Brazil. To be honest, like a lot of these emerging market marketplaces platforms are, are now coming to us and asking for UK, you know, UK, UK customers, and a, a lot of them will help you with the logistics. So they'll actually, you know, provide partners or maybe even incentives because they know it's so difficult for you know for UK businesses to 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 get their products into the markets. But I, I, look, I, I think for me, it, it makes sense of if your plan is to expand you probably want to start with something that's a little bit more close to home first, maybe even where you, you already have some of the, the kind of local language expertise. So again, using the France and Germany, for example, if you've already got your customer support in French and German because of your Amazon stores, it probably makes sense to, to expand to these marketplaces first rather than you know, trying to kind of get yourself into Brazil or Russia or you know, some kind of highly regulated, far distant marketplace. Which which certainly requires more local know-how than a, than a France or, or Germany would. Yeah, as you said, highly regulated, far flung. Sounds sounds like a definition <laughs> of stress to me. So, and you make a valid point. I guess another sort of way of looking at it, if you zoom right to the fifty thousand foot view, that this sort of strategic objective is to move from the known to the unknown in steps. So, for example, you're in the UK, you expand 
if you're in Amazon UK, you might expand to Amazon Germany. And then once you're in Germany and you have to deal with German listings and German customer support, you then expand to real.de, the, the yeah. real. And yeah. then maybe you look at France. And yeah, that, that makes total sense. And I think it's kind of sounds like an obvious thing, except that in my experience as well, and certainly your experience sounds like people are really attracted to the exotic and the different somehow. And yeah. I kind of get that, but it's also not probably the best way to go from what you're saying. And I, yeah. yeah, it's interesting not to get oversold on the new for the new sake, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and look, sometimes it just takes speaking, you know, whether it's speaking to me or speaking to some, you know, someone else who's kind of been through this process, just to send check of it, you know, actually expanding to, to Russia in a couple of weeks is probably not the best, not the best yeah. idea. Yeah, quite. But, but as you said, like what, what's obvious when you, you do this all day, every day, you reach and the interesting thing about your position is you're in a somewhat unique position because you, you're kind of like a marketplace broker almost. Like you speak to the marketplaces and they tell you what they want and yeah. the kind of customers they're looking for. And then you speak to the, the, the customers or the, you know, the, the sellers, the, the business owners, and you can then advise them. So it's a kind of a cool position to be in because I think that's kind of unusual to have that kind of middle overview really yes so i think so to be honest that's really important and, and good point you make there so it's a so it's a pioneer is 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 fortunate that it kind of it plays on both sides so so we have the the enterprise which is you know the marketplace and the challenge that they have is how do they find top quality sellers to bring onto their marketplace and you know they probably struggle to to get hold of the true decision, they probably look at Amazon, look at the top listings, and struggle to really get hold of the of the decision maker at that at that particular seller. Especially, you know, if it's a large kind of Chinese seller that's maybe selling in the UK, difficult to actually speak to them and get through to them. So what we're able to do is we're actually able to to connect the two to, together and. You know, from the benefit from the, the seller's perspective, well, we're not going to waste your time trying to list on marketplaces that are not relevant. And you know, what we can even do, we can even kind of pre-screen you with the marketplace themselves, and they'll tell us, you know, yes, no, we like this product, we think this product will sell really well, and we're just optimizing the the efforts on both sides, really. And that's when the, the kind of solution becomes pretty pretty unique. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, in the end, it's a question of, I guess. I was going to say sales, that's not the right word, but I guess if the marketplace is trying to sell the seller on the idea that they're a great place to sell stuff, right? And the sellers are trying to sell the marketplaces that they really should work with you because you've got wonderful products and do great customer service. There's the main thing in sales that professional salespeople do and that, that amateurs don't is to screen out unsuitable matches very quickly. Yeah. So it's more like a sort of elimination process than a persuasion process a lot of the time, right? It's just, yeah. As a seller, you look at 20 different marketplaces and go, well, 17 of those are really not a match for us. These three that are left, let's have a conversation. So I guess if you can short circuit that, you're providing massive value. As you say, is these things can take many, many months. And to do that on top of the operational focus that a lot of us have to have with smaller businesses yeah. could, could really be a bit difficult. So talking of which, though, if you're doing, let's assume that people are DIYing this rather than just working via Payoneer. If they're trying to reach out to a marketplace, if I own my business, let's say I've got a business that is selling in Amazon UK, in the EU countries, uh, let's say it's not included in the Netherlands or Sweden yet, but the other ones, and in the USA, which is a fairly typical mix. Yeah. And I want to expand next, and I've got a couple of marketplaces, let's say Cdiscount and Real.de looking likely. How would I go about reaching out to those guys? What's the process? Yeah, so, so I think let's completely take Penny out of the mix right now. There's, there's actually nothing to stop 
any any seller going onto the website, registering their store, and and completely organically opening an account. That we we see this all the time, and we see we still do see successes here. We see people that that, that say to us, "Yeah, I just decided to you know I did a bit of desk research and and I, and I just went for it. It seems to be working really well for me." So there's 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 absolutely no no stopping people people doing this. What I do tend to say is, you know, at least if you have a bit of a track with with Payneer first, we can probably get you. We can probably fast track that process. So we we'll, we we can obviously speak with the marketplace, introduce you to the marketplace, but we can actually introduce you to a, a kind of a you know like a senior account manager at the marketplace, so you will get a dedicated onboarding. Because you know that the marketplace knows from Penny that this is a, a legitimate seller that's doing high volumes that has good potential. So I guess we're kind of reverting back to what we were talking about a second ago. That they're going to fast track this 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 onboarding purely because they know it it's already pre-screened and, and pre-verified by buyers. So again, it just it, it helps the marketplace kind of cut out the you know cut out the noise. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the term, but it, it helps yeah. them cut, cut through and really focus on. The, the merchants that they know are going to have the most success on the marketplace. So, so absolutely, people can do it themselves, and, and, and you know we see success with this. It's just you know perhaps you might you might be a little bit more successful if you kind of go through go through pain, yeah. That makes sense. And the thing is, there's no reason why you shouldn't try both, right? If you're the seller, you can try approaching them direct and then try via Payoneer and see which works in the end. We've been spoiled by the idea until recently, and this is no longer the case, that Amazon will just take on anyone as a seller, really. By the way, this is not really the case in Q4. Amazon's struggling. They're turning a lot of people away. They're making them jump through more hoops. But in most of the world, most of the time to get an agreement with anyone to do anything in business, there is actually screening. There is a kind of process of vetting and due diligence and what have you. And uh, in that case, some form of agent or broker is actually the norm. For example, if you want to work in a licensing deal with um, Disney, you ain't ever going to get to speak to anyone at Disney because they're too grand for you unless you're doing a billion dollars a year. But you'll deal with an intermediary of some kind and they may well require an agent to to even be willing to talk to you. So that pre-vetting thing. Yeah. that you're talking about i think is actually quite a lot of the norm isn't it and we've kind yeah. of been spoiled by amazon there it's not just easy enough to, to I mean, open things yeah and, and also let's remember that a lot of the problems that people are having with amazon now around kind of verification and accounts being suspended accounts being locked a lot of this comes down to the fact that there's you know there's, there's been a lot of fraud on marketplaces in kind of recent times and because of this you know marketplaces they're they know that if there's a, you know, the broker, the agent in the middle, for example, they know that as a regulated entity, that broker has to do the KYC. So the onboarding, your customer on the particular particular seller. So it kind of gives them a, an added level of security, which is why they, you know, the marketplace is also in favor of working with the agent or the broker, as you call it. It does make sense. It's interesting. And I guess that... that we go through waves, right? I guess there've been various ways with Amazon trying to fight the sort of black hat tactics for review manipulation. So fabulously in October 2016, they kind of really clamped down very hard on manipulated reviews. And that was yeah. mostly due, I believe, to well, pretty much everyone was doing it, me included at the time, because it was a standard tactic, to be frank. But a lot of the, the black hat sort of on mass scale was being done by big Chinese enterprises and again there's there's different waves of problems that they're fighting and and I guess at every time it feels like they're just trying to be nasty and difficult to us as our poor would-be sellers but actually 
they are simply trying to you know clean up uh, fraud a lot of the time right so we have to bear that in mind and 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 see things from their perspective so i guess we've covered quite a lot of the answer to this next question but really my question is what sort of things are marketplaces looking for you've you've hinted that the legitimate and not fraudulent is important you've hinted <laughs> yeah. that decent volumes are important what are the other things and obviously it's going to vary a lot but yeah. in general what things are they looking for and maybe you could give us then a specific marketplace and just just give us an idea of more specifics there yeah so i mean i i guess one of the things we get asked for a lot from our from our marketplace partners are our kind of brands and 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 i think of brands are you know not just your kind of mobile phone case that's that's selling on amazon but actually a defined and kind of off off amazon off amazon brand typically you know these kind of products they will they will fare better on new marketplaces because they're differentiated you know it's it, it's not just the the kind of you know simple imported Chinese products that are actually you know quite quite well defined brands, and, and I guess also this plays well because you know if if you are if you are a brand seller and you want to diversify off Amazon, you also want to grow your own brand reputation because maybe one day you want to you know you actually want to sell sell the business and and you know when somebody Google searches your 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 brand, what do they find? They find Amazon, they find your Shopify website, they find your multiple listings on, on on multiple channels and it just gives added credibility really and i've done it myself like i've searched for a product and you know i've seen the results and i thought yeah this is a proper proper brand and then the product arrives and you realize it's just another kind of cheap uh, <laughs> cheap, cheap amazon product but uh, yeah i certainly think it gives it gives additional um additional credibility absolutely well there's there's a simple simple phrase which i think we shouldn't underestimate which is visibility is credibility and I didn't come up with that. It's beautiful. But I think it's really true. So what that simply means is what you just said. You Google it and it comes up in seven different places. Yeah. And if you then hear about it on a podcast and then you see it on a YouTube thing and then there's some influencer you follow, if you're obsessed with, I don't know, shoes or something, and they show this product, suddenly it's everywhere in your life, right? It's probably not everywhere, but it feels like it's everywhere to you, right? So I, I think you're, you raise an important point, which is kind of... What you've just also said, there's a bit of a chicken and egg thing there, isn't it? Because if the marketplaces are looking for a legitimate brand that is off Amazon, but one of the ways you get legitimization and being off Amazon is to go in another marketplace, then okay, which yeah. comes first? So how do you sort of break that chicken egg thing for people who are just starting out to venture off Amazon into their first or second marketplaces? I, I think if the strategy of, for, the, for the for the company is to expand beyond, beyond Amazon, and, and clearly we know we see good organization, good sales numbers, the the desire and, and we think, yeah, there's, there's, there's absolutely the potential they, they, they could, you know, they could do one of the marketplaces. But the marketplaces will take them, you know, there's, there's there's plenty out there that will happily list their list their products. And then you just build it from there. You know, you add maybe you sell for six months on a on a certain marketplace, add a new one and then a new one and just build capacity into your organization to kind of do a, a gradual but structured expansion plan. Gradual and structured sounds like a, a very wise way of doing it. And that brings really the question of planning. But you mentioned the word plan. Again, this is a kind of how long is a piece of string question, but it's an important one to at least begin to think about or give people some ideas. How would you suggest in a conversation with a brand owner or a business owner that they think about structuring that kind of two, three, four years sort of rollout across different marketplaces? Yeah, I think that one of the things that's that's key, and we have seen this mistake being made in the past, is actually, you know, it's it's, it's about it's about maximizing your existing resource, but don't try and do too many things at once because 
if you're going to try and start selling on tap 10 new channels in the next three months, all that will happen is you'll make a, you know, a, a bad effort at each. You're actually better off, you know, properly onboarding, properly understanding the marketplace and, and, and really giving it a bit of time. Because one of the other things that, that we hear from people is, you know, they've already mastered the, the Amazon completely inside and out. You know, every everything everything to do with the, the back end and, and kind of marketing with Amazon, they, they've absolutely mastered it. And they, they maybe get a little bit frustrated because you know they think, well, why do I want to learn something new? Because I've, I've already you know I've already got what I need here. But it's just about making sure that you you do give it a bit of time, making sure that you yeah you, you don't try to expand too rapidly just because it, it won't work it's, it's not the best way of doing it yeah that makes sense and again i think it, it does make you realize that for all that we all like to bitch and moan about amazon and and get extremely frustrated completely understandably and in fact to the level where to be honest they're being investigated for antitrust sort of practices by <laughs> maybe the us sort of authorities and said the eu is getting involved now okay understandable but nevertheless one of the reasons that it's great that lest we forget is that you can expand pretty effortlessly and i yeah. guess what you're implying is again marketplace by marketplace is not just like adding another product line and another product line on an existing marketplace we're familiar with the operations are different the customers yeah. may be different the way they operate is different so yeah it, it's a question of being humble enough to to learn your craft on each new marketplace i guess is yeah what and, and I, I guess also it brings us back to the the point we discussed earlier the kind of listings management software and you know this now makes you think well, well, well why would you suggest it might be easier with the listing management software is because, well, actually, you only need to do this once. You know, if you've already got all of your listings from Amazon in, 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 in the software, then actually it's probably going to be a little bit easier to, to copy and paste them onto, onto new marketplaces. And maybe actually you can, you can expand a little bit quicker rather, you know, if you're, if you're uh, still using your spreadsheets, then definitely you have to give it, give it, more, give it more time. And, and I would also probably say it's worthwhile Doing the the research and the you know the actual understanding of the marketplace first, get a proper grasp of you know customers, products that will sell, their, their audience, all of the things we talked about earlier, because it's going to save you it save you save you time in in, in, the, in the long run. Yeah, I guess a lot of what we're saying is do your research, use professional partners if if they can help speed up or make the, the process more you know just just save your time really it's not so much about speed as, as use of your time right i guess in the end it's like don't investigate 30 irrelevant marketplaces when you could be focusing on three yeah. uh, and then it sounds like really it's planning to expand the next obvious thing rather than just looking from europe into saudi arabia or something very distant and then the third thing you're saying i guess is give yourself time to sort of absorb the first marketplace and deal with it and it's all good common sense and i think there's something about the internet environment that implies that we should park common sense and just go for broke all the time. And actually that's not normally how it works, is it? Yeah. And I think also like, let, let's, you know, let, let's be honest and upfront about this from the beginning. Like, Amazon is Amazon, right? There's, there's, there's no single other channel e-commerce platform that is anywhere near the size of Amazon. So, you know, if your aspiration is, I want to find a new marketplace that is going to be bigger than bigger than Amazon, well, you know, it's not going to happen. But if your aspiration is realistic that, you know, I want to find a collection of other platforms that will help diversify, will help, 
you know, expand my channels, give me, uh, allow me to generate some, some, some meaningful sales revenue, then yeah, it's possible. It's a good sort of reality check. There is no second Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, we've already talked a lot about the benefits of using a sort of middleman, if you like, a broker or, or middle person, I should say, or a sort of agent, or not exactly an agent in any sort of legal sense, I guess, before your lawyer starts wedding. But I know you guys offer that quite formally through this this thing called Green Channel Services. So can you tell us a little bit about how, how that works? Yeah, sure. So, so, the, so, so, so Green Channel is the name of, the, I guess, the, the product that we... We, we recently kind of launched in, in China and it, it's very much a, a matchmaking service between our vetted, verified kind of larger sellers that have aspirations of, you know, of, of, of multi-channel selling in, in conjunction with our, I think it's 28, 28 marketplace partners globally around the world that are looking for these kind of verified and, and vetted large sellers. So, in, in the UK, we have we have something very very similar, but it tends to be more of a you know a trap of your account manager, whether it's me or one of the guys at the uh, the rest of the team. But it, but in China, we've actually properly productized this, and you can kind of be onboarded to our to our green channel product. And yeah, you 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 you'll be able to depending on what your aspirations are, depending on what your capabilities are, you'd be you'd be introduced to the to the various marketplaces. Great. So just to be very clear, so the, the listeners for this podcast are going to be mostly based in the UK, USA, Canada, maybe a bit, and, and Germany, I think, from the stats that I've seen. I yep. don't think there'll be many people based in China. So for those people specifically, let's talk about UK first. Yep. Are you open to like the, all 28 marketplaces or what is it you offer to those guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for most marketplaces, they you know they, they are looking for the, for the largest Chinese sellers and Purely because it's it's very difficult for them to be contacted, for them to find the decision maker at that that Chinese merchant. From the point of view of because we we don't really broadcast for the benefit of marketplaces. <laughs> so from the point of view of a UK based seller yeah. or a US based seller, they could just contact you. How does that work? How how do people access the service? Do you offer it as a separate service or is it kind of bundled no. in with the other things you offer? No, no, so, yeah, yeah. So this is what I was coming to. The still your your account manager pioneer. You can still very much offer the offer the same service, kind of like I guess a consultancy service, if you will, where we will go through. We'll we'll talk about your you know kind of do a review of your business, what you're able to do today, what your aspirations are, what kind of resource you can commit to it, and then we'll 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 still be able to to provide pretty much the same the same service. And yeah, with the marketplace matching, we've introduced introductions, getting a VIP account manager. All of this is absolutely available to to UK and US businesses. Plastic. Well, that's really good news because uh, it does sound like a really very, very useful service indeed. So next question is, you you implied that they've got 28 marketplaces. They're looking for vetted and large sellers. So how large does somebody's business need to be in order for you to be able to start this kind of conversation with them? Yeah, so, so it does depend from, from marketplace to, to marketplace. It, it doesn't necessarily, they don't necessarily need to be, you know, super huge seven-figure sellers. Again, it's something that we would we would go through the qualification period. I mean, I can give you a good example. So we, we see a lot of demand for for, for Walmart U, USA, for example. Um, obviously, kind of well recognised uh, brand, well recognised marketplace. But the the requirements for for onboarding to to Walmart, if you're a UK seller, can be can be a little bit prohibitive. So typically, it will help if you have already pretty advanced US operations, the US logistics, maybe a US entity. So these tend to be things that we'll, we'll, we'll qualify kind of upfront when we first have our discussion. But I mean, look, even if you're, 
relatively advanced at Amazon, but selling a small range of products. And you, you don't need to be a team of 200 people and you can just be one, you know, one person. It's still absolutely possible. We, we'll just advise you to, you know, to take the, to take the right steps. And, you know, don't try and expand onto Walmart if you haven't got those operations already in place. Great. I mean, the more I think about this, um, the more it makes sense to have a chat to you guys. I'm always encouraging people to go to talk to people who are sort of able to give advice, whether it be lawyers, business brokers, or in your case, kind of, you know, kind of a channel slash marketplace broker almost. I know that's not your formal relationship because whatever happens next, they will have informed themselves by talking to somebody who does this stuff all day. So. Yeah. I Makes think sense. also like we've been through it all before. That's the you know that's the beauty, and I guess the Walmart example. So I believe they have a requirement. I think it's called a Duns number, which is kind of like a, a corporate corporate number that's that's relatively commonplace for organisations in the US, but it's less common for organisations in in the UK. And and pretty much you know you can say to someone, you know, do you have do you have the a Duns number? Have you heard of it before? Are you able to get one? If the answer is no, then you know that's that's the end of it. But, you know, we have the kind of empirical examples that we've been through before with customers, sometimes to, you know, to, to a dead end. And, and we can use that to make sure that people don't fall, fall, fall down the same track. In other words, some marketplaces have extremely specific requirements and you can just simply rule them out very, very swift, swiftly and not waste the time. Exactly. OK, well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think you convinced me that you know, it's certainly worth a conversation uh, with somebody like yourself who, who obviously has a real handle on this and uh, they can take it from there. And I guess it sounds like all they need to do to do that is basically be a pioneer customer and be doing a reasonably significant kind of amount of revenue. Is that about is that about right? Yeah, I think that's, that, uh, that's exactly the right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's probably not a service we're going to offer to a small freelancer, but you know, it's a service that if you're doing a reasonable volume on, on Amazon and you're interested in growing your business. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely something that, you know, the, the kind of dedicated personalized service that, that, that we would offer. Amazing. One simple question I've got to ask is what is a reasonable number then roughly? Look, I think if you're on a monthly basis, if you're doing, let's say, over, over 20k per sales, 20k per month in sales, I think it's it's worth a conversation. Okay, so that's putting the barrier pretty low, really, considering how easy it is these days to do. I mean, so easy, easy, nothing's easy, but how many people these days are doing well over that a month? That sounds like a pretty, what's the word, sort of white glove type service to be offering somebody who's doing pretty modest money. So that sounds great. Maybe, so, maybe I should say 20K in international sales. 20K at the month in international sales, that might make it a little bit more, a bit more challenging. Okay, fine. Well, that puts the barrier a little bit higher, but so otherwise you might get deluged with people. I'm thinking that sounds like a lot of people. I mean, many, many people I know are doing well, well in excess of that. Okay, so we've got a link here, amazingfba.com forward slash Payoneer. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R. If you want to set up a conversation with Chris or any one of uh, the uh, the team, I presume that would be sort of you can set one up according to whichever country you're in, because a lot of people are in the US who are listening to this as well. Yeah, we have local offices in the US, UK. We have sales teams that can help uh, people on board if they're a new customer. We have account managers for you know for for existing customers. But yeah, I just recommend reaching out. You'll you'll get a phone call in in a, in a day or two, and they'll uh, take you through all of you know everything you everything you need to know. Brilliant. So just to wrap this up, then Chris, really really helpful and insightful. I've certainly learnt a lot, and uh, this is an area that's kind of on the edges of what I do, and, and therefore. Very interesting to explore because I think there's a lot of things that people should be looking into here with an expert guide. So could you summarize for us of two or three do's and don'ts for anyone who's considering expanding off Amazon to other marketplaces? Yeah, I think that the, the key do's, we've mentioned the word research a few times. I think definitely it's worthwhile, worthwhile doing the research. 
I think it's worthwhile, you know, having an actual plan. Like, what are, what are your aspirations? How much resource could you commit to this? Look, I think the maybe the don'ts are also the you know the reverse of the the, the do's. But I, I think look, it, it, it's super important not to go into this blind, not to just follow a shiny object of a Russia or a Brazil or or, or whatever it may be, because you, you're simply just going to waste your time. And I think you know if you if you really want to do this, if you're committed to it. Then, then properly plan, properly plan your plan your resources, and, and move forward in a structured and measured way. Structured and measured, wonderful, <laughs> very very unusual words to hear in internet marketing. That's very refreshing. Thank you, Chris, for such a great, sensible message. Sensible. That's a very British virtue. Sensible. <laughs> yeah, sensible message. But yeah, thank you very much. This is really, really kind of grounding and and solid advice. And anyone who wants to get hold of you, or indeed somebody like you in their own country, amazingfba.com forward slash pioneer, folks, is the place to go. Really, as you can hear, Chris has got a very clear-minded view of this stuff. So Chris, thanks so, so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. No, no, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been an enjoyable experience. So yeah, hopefully you can have me on again uh, one day in the future. Absolutely. Uh, that's a very cheeky request, but absolutely granted because it's been very valuable. Absolutely. Re- request granted. Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective podcast, part of the family of amazing FBA podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader. The podcast is hosted by yours truly and Jason Miles, multi-million dollar Shopify owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be, it's got your name on it. For free guides and mini courses on many topics, go to www.theecommerceleader.com.